Hello and welcome to Gender Nebulous number eight. Myself, Victoria Hodges, and the lovely, amazing Miss Frida Wallace are your special hosts. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I try. I do try. So how's your week been, Frida? It's been interesting. Um, it? Apart work? from work, yeah. you know, I mean, I've, I've had uh, to deal with people reporting me at work mm. from um, saying I've been a, a, a abusing women online, apparently. But what I've been doing is I've been fighting back and not yeah. letting certain people get away with calling me a paedophile, which yes. could, so, I mean, you know, you're defending your, you're defending yeah, well, basically what you're doing. Well, it's come down to this recent arrest and questioning of Kelly Keane. And people know that I've been active in calling her out and, and getting, you know, because she is, you know, she is inciting hate. This is the thing that like, people don't understand. They, they they think it's a free speech issue. They think Kelly Keane should be allowed to say, and, and I agree with that. She should be allowed to think and say whatever she wants. But if you're going to go in, if you're going to have a traveling circus that goes to other people's towns and you bring an entourage with you yes. and you go into places where you know you're going to cause trouble, then that is different. It's than... very different. It's, it's deliberate. Yeah, yeah, it's it's inciting and a reaction, and that is what they feed off. But you see, so hang on, I'm just gonna I'm gonna launch us into uh, the world of YouTube as we're speaking. So hang on, keep talking. Yeah, so I was gonna say, you know, I, I'm all for free speech. People should have every every thought should be open. You know, if you've got even if it's stuff people don't want to hear, yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. But the problem is, it's about accountability. And if you're gonna, if you're gonna say things that are gonna provoke a reaction in people, don't be surprised when you get that reaction. You know, because yeah. we all I'm doing is having my free speech. We are now, live, by the way. So you could argue, you know, I'm trying to get somebody arrested, right? I'm not really trying to get somebody. What I'm trying to do is I'm making a public record of events. Because the only the only real way you can have an official public record of what's going on is by reporting it to authorities yeah. who create an, an account. So like I could blog all day about what I think about Kelly Keene or what I think about, you know, um Helen Joyce, but it doesn't matter because it's just gonna it's just a blog post. But if 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 they're doing stuff in the public domain, like turning up like organizing events that are deliberately divisive and have very singular aims then I'm, I'm well in my rights to use my voice to counter that and the only way i can counter that as an individual is by you know looking at it critically and and then deciding whether it's got any value mm. and uh, and trying to make people understand that because when you look at these people's profiles these are not libertarians they're not people that believe in you know uh, freedom of expression they want they're people that want to shut down what people are and how they like us they want to want to take away our basic rights you know yeah so can you can you just check that we're live because i'm 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 just looking i've got my youtube thingy up right but i've got I, I set my youtube to give me notifications when you go live but it's not working is it like bloody technology Oh, I think I think we've got think it. We are, yeah, we we're on. we're we're actually we're online now. We're on. Hello, hello, world. Sorry Hiya. For technical inabilities. <laughs> we're I blame Frida because we're late because she was making the tea. Uh, from... 
Well, the thing is, we, we, it's just us, isn't it? We don't have a team. We don't. We we don't maybe one now. day we have a of, we'll have a production yes, team. Things to help us <laughs> get through the starting of the podcast. A, yeah. Very amateurish, but you know, there's so many buttons to press. It's like where do you start? <laughs> it's too much to do on your own, isn't it? It is. So, other than other than the work thing that you had problems with, how how else you know what else have you been doing this week? What you been um, well, oh god, have you well, got, any yes. more, uh, got any more shows coming up? I've not got any more shows, but I'm I'm hoping pr- to promote the the night that I have played at the um you know the queerest yeah. folk yeah and uh and I and I because I like the, the feel la- good club yeah and I, I like the lady that does it so I said I'm gonna just keep helping her promote it she does so really are you not doing, the next one is on the second of December isn't it are you not doing one for that night? I'm not I'm not doing it and I can't go because I'll be working so oh, okay. my next gig I don't know yet. But I've been making videos of you know the when we did when I did the gig at the last the one you came to at the pier hat and we made loads of video and messed about yeah, when you I've, the neighbourhood of Manchester with your megaphone yeah I've been uh, editing all that together oh you, you're doing a special video of it yeah yeah and it's because because I'm, I'm I'm mixing it with the music you know the techno stuff that I'm doing yeah. and right. obviously the, the the vocal side of it's part of that that's going to be good. I'm looking forward to seeing that. It's going to be quite intense. So. Right, so I, mean, I, nearly, I, I nearly set myself on fire in my garden oh, trying to do God. this, Freedom. and I've had a and I've got myself a rash. <laughs> you know, it's that shed. It's that shed in your garden that's full of rats and God it's, knows it's, what gardening uh, that, materials. You know, that's my bunker, my music bunker. The music bunker, yeah. It's, it's, so it's, how it's, did it's, you set yourself on fire? What were you doing in there? I bought some fireworks and I'm. I was the plan was I was going to dance around the fireworks and do it in slow motion. Right. So I set, but it took me. It, it was raining and I was trying to light this firework and I thought it wasn't lit and I was. <laughs> it, it was lit and it just went off. <laughs> Never. <laughs> you need to be careful in the show because your mum's not going to come out and rescue you, is she? Well, I I didn't read the fireworks code, did I? Yeah, you got to read the fireworks code. There's <laughs> a little pamphlet inside the box. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Keep your fireworks in a tin. It's really funny living with my mum because arm's length. Yeah, my mum's like, "What are you playing at? What are you doing? What are you messing about with now?" You're gonna be doing pyrotechnics <laughs> in the shed. You need to have a fire extinguisher in there for emergencies. I, I do. Think. You do. Anyway, I'm not anyway. burnt seriously, but I, I did. I, there was a bit where because I, I was wearing a big fluffy wedding, poofy wedding wedding dress, and it's quite a flammable fabric. <laughs> Oh yeah, and what's the source of this rash then? Is is this, have you had something weird in the shed? Um, what it is, it's mold. Got a mold. It's, it's got damp. Wait, it's a concrete bunker basically. It's got a concrete floor with the breeze block walls mm. and a concrete. Yeah, but the but the damp because it, it's on obviously it's you know there's a foundation and the damp's coming up through the bottom of it. anyway. This is really boring. Why are we talking about my damp shed? <laughs> Podcast about your shed tonight. Frida's damp shed. Frida's shed. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, is dear, a, a bit, welcome to Gender Nebulous Eight. Yes, Frida's damp shed. <laughs> so I've I've I had a I had a little trip down to London midweek. Yeah, you did, did. shopping. Had a look around some museums. It was really nice. I, I tried to go down once a year just to, you know, spoil myself. Because mm-hmm. why not? Eh? Well, you should you deserve it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and I've been up in Scotland uh, yesterday and today visiting Jess and Nooms, my friends. 
Right. Fun. And how uh, did that go? It was good. We had a good time. Yeah. Whereabouts in Scotland? Glasgow? No, it's just near Dumfries, just over the border. Oh, I'm not as far as where uh, where my only, where, where my acres are. <laughs> oh yeah, your acres are up in Inverness, aren't they? Somewhere. Inverness, yeah. Inverness. Oh, well, I really, I actually want to go there and visit, but it's I just come, so I want to come oh. see this piece of land camping site you've got, whatever it is. Well, no, it's not my. No, that's not mine. I I don't want to get into no, the, let's not the, get into the details. But it's some land that I got. I've got to sort out, and and I'm going to just sell it to J.K. Rowling. I think. <laughs> I don't think you're going to buy it, to be honest. But anyway, you can try. She could afford it. Anyway, we don't talk about the wizard lady on the show. Oh, the wizard, the wizard woman, the wise woman. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, just today. just to say, you know, like, are we? Is this official now? We're not allowed to mention her because we did. She, say does, we come, going to she does come up an awful lot. She comes up an awful lot, and it's always negative. So that's why we say we weren't going to mention her. Okay. Well, we'll we'll see. If we can navigate. We'll navigate around her. Can we talk about Trans Day of Remembrance? Yes. So that was twentieth um, of November last year. I was going to go into Manchester and go to the memorial, but something else came up. I didn't get a chance to go. Mm. Um, but I did see something online, which was um, it's something that's done by uh, Reading Pride and My Umbrella LGBT. They do an online vigil where they, you know, there's a few yeah. people do a few talks. So did you go and to they, that? They well it was online so and then they have a, a list of all the names of all the people who have been murdered oh i see yeah yeah so i, yeah, oh, I have put the link to that in the um in the notes for the podcast and the youtube i did hmm. i did watch i did watch it it's very moving i noticed that emily hamilton emily hamilton I, yeah she she yeah, did and a follower on Twitter. Yeah, and Jason Potts. He's he had a speech in there, and they read out all the names, and there was a choir doing some songs. It was it was really it was really nice. I mean, it's nice. I mean, like a lot of the criticism and the negativity about it, it's awful to hear people say, "Well, there's not there's not been a trans person who's died in the UK." Well, like, well, yeah, there has, and it's not it's not they don't have to be murdered to have succumb to the pressures of being trans do you know what i mean and why would you just do people have to die before you'll have any sympathy with that it's like ridiculous it's like you know you they say it all the time oh no it's you're really safe being trans because no one's been killed you know it's yeah like... well there, i mean there was somebody killed in the uk this year i think it was in northern ireland right well i didn't know that you see yeah. and, I, and that it, I mean, it's unusual it, i mean i don't think there was last year it's or... unusual because there's so few of us but you see the thing is it doesn't that that list doesn't take into account all those who may have had you know mental health problems yeah or, i think i think that's what it's about it's not when when they say remembrance i mean it does sound a bit you know it can seem a bit like you know over egg i sometimes think oh well we don't we don't want to be too kind of, you know, like it's like we're going to stand at the cenotaph of trans. You know, I don't I don't think it's that. But what it is, it's like just acknowledging that we are fragile. Yeah. You know, we, we you know, it's difficult, you know. It's, and it comes it's like, at the end of Transgender Awareness Week. 
yeah exactly and it's just a nod and and it's just a nod to and it's it's about it's for us you know just to say you know the and in the world that we know that you know people have succumbed to horrible crimes and yeah we can we can see you know what happened in colorado springs last week yeah exactly you know the the killing of five people in the the club (laughs) It's really nasty how that got weaponized as yeah. well. It's like I think that was on. You know, was you know the first, the first, the first thing that happened was the LGBA. Yeah, uh, tried to make it. You know, I think it was a bit of an afterthought because it, it, somebody must have given somebody a nudge and said, "We're good. We're going to have to post about this." Well, they didn't yeah. mention anything about trans, but we do know trans what people. They, what, were... they said, what they said was solidarity with LGB, LGB people around the world, and completely forgot to mention the. The T, Q, and the I, and the plus, you know. Yeah. Typical. Yeah. Man. Well, the, and obviously there was a trans man there who was killed. Yeah. And there was a trans man who was ex military who, who neutralized the shooter. Yeah. Well, I, I just wanted to read out the five names of those who were murdered. Hmm. You know, so it was Daniel Aston. Yeah. Ashley, I think it's pronounced poor. Derek Rump. Raymond Vance and Kelly Loving, and there were seventeen others who were injured. So it was a you know, had that guy <laughs> not stopped him, it could have been mm. you know hell of a lot worse. But well, I think this happened. This event, I think this happened either the same day or the day after. Um, TDOR. I'm not sure exactly which day it was, but you know mm. the timing could not be worse. But it's like, is that coincidental or is that deliberate? It's hard to know, know, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know what the guy who did it, what what he's about. I don't know. I'm not really. No, no it's really hard to 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 sort of. But yeah. See on see on both sides of like the the you know the 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 anti-trans people or whatever they'll say oh the the killer was non-binary now. Like that matters. You know what I mean? Who gives a fuck what the killer was? You know, it was a fucking yeah. lunatic who decided to go and shoot some people up, and it's horrible. Yes, but but the the, the discourse in America, you know, because because you can't deny that there is a there is a because of an election cycle coming up, and you, it's ramping up now. You're going to see it more and more. They're going to be more divisive. People like Matt Walsh, people like um, Ben Shapiro. People on the right, who, uh, Trump fans. Um, feeding what's, what's what's the other guy? DeSantis. Yeah, the Florida guy. Yeah, he's he's worse. You know, he's he makes Trump seem moderate when you look at him. And and th- and, and you're going to see this ramping up now of these polarized debates and the trans thing, the trans debate, if there is such a thing, is going to be weaponized there. And the the this, this well, is yeah, I mean, I mean, it's ramping up the you know the the negative conversations and you know this this event in colorado springs may have may have been a result of some of that we don't know we're speculating when we say that but i'm not i wouldn't be surprised if there's links between that guy and you know all this stuff that's going on in the states i can't see that not being linked mm. but i'm seeing like this is why i'm very very careful and critical of people like you know i keep bringing her up but kelly j keen mm. she's just gone on a tour of america and 
the good thing about it is it's shown that wherever she's been, she's been told basically there's been there's a been a big counter protest in every every, yeah yeah and then and then and they ended in new york which like you don't go to new york you know probably the queerest city on the planet apart from san francisco pretty fierce uh trans people living there you're not gonna you're not gonna get any moderate views in new york are you let's face it new yorkers are not known for their moderation no absolutely not and you know, but the prop. What I was going to say there is, there are there are people out there that are very vulnerable. This is not to excuse uh, murder. That it's just that the kind of people that do that kind of thing have mental health problems. They have the kind of fragile. They can be easily influenced. They can be manipulated by the rhetoric of somebody like that. And they and if somebody is keeps saying that trans well, it's people, stoking, it's stoking things up, isn't it? All the time, it's stoking, stoking, stoking. She's deliberately there. That's why she's there to stoke up opinion. Well, she's she's not she, there to be nice. Like, she's stoking it up deliberately. Yeah, but if 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 everything, imagine if you're like one of those frustrated, incel kind of people who, and all you're hearing all the time is trans people are, are sexual predators. Trans people are trying to force children to be trans and all this kind of stuff this is real i'm not making this up this is what they actually say mm-hmm. if you if you absorb all that and then you've got access to a, a an automatic rifle you yeah. know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. I, I just don't i, I mean i mean you this, know there's been this is not the only shooting obviously that's happened in the states this week there was another one at a walmart i think some i mean it's, it's, gone it's, nuts and shot all these colleagues i mean it happens it's a, it's a daily event in the states it's absolutely crazy over there it is the the access to the access you know, to assault weapons. i mean I, I used to live in miami as you know and you mm. could literally walk into a walmart buy a gun and a load of a load of ammunition with no questions asked absolutely ridiculous and i was i'm a foreigner mm. i could have done that you know? <laughs> but they'll, they'll always quote the is it the fifth amendment yeah, not the fifth. It's that's that's the that right to not. It's one of the amendments. <laughs> I don't know which one? It's the second, second amendment. Amendment, I think. The yeah. right to bear arms, right but bear. you see that that was written into the constitution when you had to load a pistol bullet by bullet. <laughs> you I know. Mean, okay, I can understand maybe carrying a a firearm. You know, just like just a normal gun. But you don't I mean, need assault. I, you don't need assault rifles. You don't need automatic weapons. You know, you, I mean, if you're just defending yourself, you just need a, a pistol. I've got a you friend in America. You don't need an automatic rifle. I've got a friend who lives in America, and 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 I was on a conversation with him on um, WhatsApp, and he behind him on the wall is an AR forty. Is it AI forty? Something. I don't know what it's an assault fucking rifle. And I and said, you, "How have you?" There was people you... I worked with who had massive gun collections just stored in their garages and they would have barbecues and invite people over to just look at their gun collections. Well, they just go out in the desert. Culture is rampant over there. But but it's, yeah, but it's kind of, they'll go out into the desert and practice shooting. But what are you practicing for? (laughs) You know what? (laughs) Practicing for the day the government takes over. That's, you know, (laughs) that's why they have all these armed militias. Realistically, though, the U.S. government, if the government wanted to turn its turn its uh, weaponry onto the people, 
I don't think they'd stand much of a chance. Well, I mean, they? any police force in the US, it's like an army anyway, the amount of weapons they are. It's pretty... It's do, you, do you know, the more important thing is my fringe is... Yes, straight. let's not talk about so, the US and their weapons. That's, um... I saw my fringe... Right. So yeah, that was quite. That was quite. I mean, our conversation. I mean, it's quite easy for us in the UK to conjecture about the US. Yeah. We're not part of that culture, are we? You know what no, I mean? It's like we don't. If, imagine if I could go and buy a gun. I mean, I can't imagine it like going into no, Asda. No, it's like going in, going into. I can buy fireworks. I eggs. I need some bread. I need a gun. I need some ammunition. It's like you know. Yeah. Mad. Bag of sprouts and a bag of bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely crazy. Well, it's not funny, really, is it? I it's mean, not it's, funny, but oh god, it's it's not funny because this shit has no. gone. Me, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm worried about this election cycle coming up because no, it, it, you can't say that because it's like you know. People say, "Oh, that's America." What well, it doesn't affect us, but but it really does. It does. I mean, what what starts over there comes over here. Yeah, yeah. We need to be careful. So, um, so yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm... we say we weren't talking about the wizard lady, but there is one topic that includes a wizard lady, um, and it was it was the comments that Stephen Fry have been making. He he had appeared on Roger Bolton's Beeb Watch podcast. Um, mm. And it, I think what he's saying is he wants all his friends to get along with each other, you know, because he's apparently he's friendly with, with the wizard lady and he has mm. trans friends and he just wants them all to stop fighting with each other and get along. Um, mm. you know, <laughs> go, go and have a yeah, game. Very, game. very diplomatic there, Stephen. Drink some, Stephen. Drink some yeah. uh, sherry or something. I don't know, but... Mm. How, know, how do you I mean, feel about I, that? I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I like Stephen, but he he has come out with these statements over the years. You know, I, I think he's probably friends with J.K. Rowling, and that is a dynamic that is, you know, going to change his because because when you're friends with somebody, he's in that he's in that circle of celebrities, isn't he? Yeah, of course he is. So if you if you somebody if you if you know somebody personally, their opinions kind of differ. Uh, of or mean something different than if you if because because the only way we understand J.K. Rowling is she's the promoter and the a better of people that hate us and she is because she cause she sat around the table in a posh cafe in London with every single major turf that, that is writing about us. Yeah. So 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 when people say, "Oh, what J.K. Rowling said that's transphobic," she's not transphobic. She's just got genuine concerns. Well, I tell you what, yeah. fine, fine. J.K. Rowling might have genuine concerns, but when you start promoting the work of people like Helen Joyce, Julie Bindle, Susan Moore, Kathleen Stock, can't eradicate um, trans people. Basically, they just they they hate us. J.K. So, Rowling. You know, if it was if it was like just two friends having an argument, and Stephen was saying, "Okay, well, can we just not argue about this? You know, come shake hands, whatever." I mean, I understand yeah. what he's saying, but I don't think yeah. he realizes the depth to which no, because the wizard lady side of the argument. You know, when you're somebody harms you're and some, damages trans people, that's the if thing. If you're somebody as famous as, if you're somebody as famous as Stephen Fry, you know, I, I don't think he sees the world from no, the ground, he's not, or he's not, he's he doesn't see the world. 
Is that, is it, and is, I, I don't or... hate him. I don't have. I don't have any problem because he's quite a good. He, you know what? When I've watched him on the telly and I've listened to him talk, I thought, yeah, he's got some really nice, interesting things to say. Yeah. But but we can't. I know there are some people out there, some trans people, will say, oh, we've got to cancel him now. I and it, that, but I, I don't really agree with that. I just think that he lives in a different world to us. He does. He absolutely lives in a different world. And and I it doesn't make I him understand. right. It doesn't. It doesn't make him right. Yeah, when I listen to it, because I wanted to listen to what he said, so I listened to it, and I can kind of understand what he's trying to say. He just said it really badly. But if you could, if you if you take what he's saying and say, yeah, because if we could all sit around the same table, if there was a level playing field where my opinion, your yeah. opinion, but, say, okay, so this say, uh, kind of this... li- yeah, go on, sorry, somebody like Paris Lees. I'm trying to think of famous trans people here, which is really difficult. You know, um, you know, if, if we could sit around a table and have that conversation with J.K. Rowling, yeah, that would be fair. But we don't live in that world. We live in a world where free speech is weighted by the influence you have. Mm. So there's no level playing field. My, of course, we cannot. We've all got the freedom to say what we want. Yeah. But some people's opinions travel further. Yes. And have more publicity simply because when, of. Yeah, I, I mean, when Stephen Fry says something, people listen, don't they? I mean, it's, but he went off. He, he's flounced off Twitter, hasn't he? He's yeah, he's done that a few times. <clears throat> that that, that that conversation we were just having it kind of leads us on to the thing you've done this week with the interview you did. Yeah, do you want to just explain what all that was about? Oh yeah, I decided. I wanted to have a conversation with somebody that was on the gender critical side of the debate, and now. I was careful. There were a lot of people I spoke to and asked to do this, Mm -hmm. and some of them said they might do it. But I think a lot of an extension to the project you're doing with the recorded voices thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and and also, um, I didn't want somebody to think that I was trying to set them up Mm -hmm. because because I'd had a few arguments with the person, I salt white. And she is, you know, she has said some quite, I mean, bordering on kind of, I wouldn't say, see, I'm a bit hesitant about calling a transphobic because, um, I mean, because I have spoken to her now, but she did have quite a nice conversation with me, but but I have seen her kind of being nasty to about Eddie Izzard, and it's not about Eddie Izzard, it's about the fact that Eddie Izzard is trans now. Yeah. Do you know? And, and so it's you've like done that since you've had your conversation. And what um, and it's not my it's not our fucking place to start judging somebody's looks. No. Because they wouldn't have done that when he was identifying as he. But suddenly, because she's identifying as she now, they're analysing everything that she does and looking at how her dresses fit her and how the shoes don't match her handbag. So she's, yeah, she's just criticising for the hell of it. So so it's become a kind of misogynistic kind of thing to me. So, But but that's fine. You know, if we all bitch about people. We can all have nasty... Yeah. But I mean, I, I was bitching about Laura Coonsberg this morning, but I wasn't... But he, looking... you should mention that. We were too... <laughs> But anyway, go on. Well, I wasn't commenting on the way she looks. You know what I mean? I'm not. Well, I, I might comment on something somebody says and what contact context they say it in, but I'm not going to post a picture of somebody in an ill-fitting dress and go, oh, my God, look at the state of her. I mean, she's doing it deliberately to poke fun, isn't she, I think? That's... I mean, people have done that to me, and I'm not even – people have found photos of me 
on Twitter and retweeted them to try and in, try and in, and get people to ridicule me. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I look shit. Then I look like a fucking mess. But why? Why do you feel the need to make me feel like that? So I don't know. It kind of it kind of comes into that bullying thing. If someone's bullying you, that's the kind of behaviours they do. You know, I mean, I look like I look like I'll be a little pretty rough now. Do you know what I mean? I'm not bothered. I'm just, you know, I look better. <laughs> but you know, you can't live your life thinking about how you look all the time. I mean, I, I no like to look, look perfect all the time. Are they? I, mean, I like to look nice. Way. You know what I mean? So it's kind of hurtful when people take pictures of you out of context. So what when you're somebody as famous as Eddie Izzard, mm-hmm. the I mean, photographers Eddie... are taking. Eddie's going to get a lot of attention at the moment because she's trying to become an MP. Yeah, she's going to be, she's going to be getting all this nasty attention. I mean, it's but I but I can understand. I mean, mm. it doesn't seem to bother her very much. I can understand a little bit of the criticism of Eddie because she's quite performative. So so she knows exactly what she when she uses the female toilet. Mm. You know, in that in that clip, she's the message she's sending there is, you know, I don't really give a fuck. You know, which is fine, you know, because you still when you're in a when you're in a toilet that you've still got your privacy. The only time you're going to see somebody is when you're washing your hands. Yeah. But the thing is that there was something performative about that that video where, where you know, and I think I think Eddie leans into controversy, which is fine because she's a comedian. comedian. And there is a clown aspect to all comedy, like where you send yourself up a bit. And I think that's fine, you know. It's like there's nothing wrong with that. But Eddie, but it's like use that kind of persona to help her, you know, ambition to become an MP. I think it's it's part of the game, isn't it? In a way. Mm, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'd love to see the thing that I like. The thing that I'm interested in is the fact that Eddie Izzard has four million followers on Twitter. Yeah. People love her. It's not win. about. It's not about being trans or anything they like the character the person the whole person that is eddie izzard and they don't what eddie's saying is it it, you know she doesn't care about what people say about her yeah it's like what she's trying to do is saying this is my this is my vision for sheffield central and that's Mm. what she wants people to focus on and that's the important thing and i agree with her you know that's focus on what i what she intends to do for that city Mm. you know i think i vote for her because and I, she's going to go do a good job. You know, she's not the kind of person who doesn't get things done, you know. And I think she's intelligent enough. Oh, yeah. Much more intelligent than a lot of politicians out yeah. there. And yeah. he, that's another thing. Like, it, you know, the, the very virtue of being trans or being non-binary or being, on, uh, being aware of that, it gives you a... I think that gives you a, a better perspective of people who that are different like if you're just a, him, just a bloke from Sheffield who's, you know, cis and has never had to face any kind of discrimination you in your life, you're not really going to be a good representative of anything, are you? Really? No. But it's interesting now. Get, um, get back to the conversation you had with what was the name? I can't remember. Sorry. I saw. I saw White. Yeah. Yeah, it's an unusual name. I kept getting it wrong. She's um, Irish, isn't she? Southern Irish. She's Irish, yeah. Um, so but she was quite what, what sweet, you know. She... Conversation is turn it into a podcast episode, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. But I was a preamble before it, and then we're going to put it out as a as a mm. as a podcast. So I think we need to, you know, explain the reasons why you wanted to do it, because when you listen to it, there is some. 
I, I guess you need to, there needs to be a warning about the content because some of it, you know, can could be kind of interpreted as being transphobic. Do you think it's stuff. triggering? Yeah, it's triggering. Some of it's triggering. But, but I think she was have, very you moderate. Do have a good conversation. The conversation does kind of it moves along, and you both have good points. I think it is mm. a good conversation, even though there's some things that are said which I totally disagree with, and there's yeah. other things that you know the points you mm. make which I totally agree with. So yeah, I think the way mm. you ended up with the conversation was you kind of agreed to disagree, and you you well, both I think, kind I think of respected there was... each other's position but agreed to disagree mm. on the major points. Well, there was two things going on there because I had actually spoken to her on Twitter on a DM. Yeah. Yeah. We'd had a couple of nice conversations, so she didn't see me as this TRA. You know, I'm obviously not out to, to harm or t to make anybody look like they're, yeah. they're a nasty person, but she can't get away from the fact that her tweets and some of her tweets are leaning in very heavily to those arguments about prisons, sports, um, toilets and 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 I consider those arguments valid, you know, in the in the in the arena. Mm -hmm. But the the a lot of the people that push those arguments are not interested in any of those things. But, but what they're interested in is trying to exclude trans women. Yeah. It's always trans women, isn't it? It's very rarely yeah. trans men that they consider. So anyway, so we, yeah. So we we'll put that out as a special podcast. We'll do a little preamp. Um, just yeah. to kind of frame what we want to say before it goes out. Um, but I wanted, I did want to try and get to the bottom of, you know, where it came from, yeah. or, or interest in, or a, or a kind of, you know, how she, she was. Wasn't her? Didn't she say her father formed? I can't remember what it was. There was some large organization. Uh, she, oh, she she was saying that something you know with the, with the troubles in Ireland and something and about a far, uh, I, I can't remember what it what it was now. I have to listen back, but to get yeah. I don't want to say because in case I get it wrong. But she was talking about her history mm. of um, you know, not, amnesty. Uh, something to do with amnesty. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, that was the one. But she's yeah, she's anyway. an interesting person. You know, I wouldn't have spoke to somebody I didn't. I wouldn't have spoke to somebody I didn't like in some way. But obviously, we don't agree. But anyway, we, uh -huh. we, will, we will put it out. But you know, it's done with warnings. Yeah, and I think she she was she was gracious and yeah, and 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 it and it was generous of her to do it. You know. Well, I mean, yeah. Whether you was, agree with or no, whether was, you agree, it was, it was brave of you to do it too. Because I I wouldn't want to have a conversation like that. I don't think. I don't think I could. Remain well, I have another. Points. I have another couple of people that are interested in doing it, but it has to be, you know, respectful. Same format, respectful. Yeah. Mm. Even well, if we disagree, you, you never know. Something, something good might come from having conversations like that. But I'm not. What? What? The one thing I'm not doing is I'm not giving. You know, I'm not saying that. I, one thing I was worried about is if I put it out, people might think that I'm excusing. Excusing, I'm agreeing with or something. Yeah. yeah, because it because well, you can't like, you can't go well, into only... conversation with somebody like that and be confrontational. Otherwise, you're not going to have any conversation at all. So you mm. do have to kind of, you know, well, I had to speak and say yeah. what I'm saying. So... I had to take my trans kind of defenses off and just do it as you know, like a, a like an myself. Yeah, 
yeah, just do it. So it's not, it's not, you're not platforming them. It's more of a kind of a, a discussion to see where you could go. Yeah, yeah. an experiment. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Well, she, 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 at the end, you know, she, she did say, you know, she, it was, it was a nice conversation, but, yeah. but I think, I think one of the problems is, and we know that when on Twitter, things are very polarized. So I think people get more radicalized because there are people out there on the trans spectrum who are really attacking people all the time because well for whatever reason and they might be anonymous people and you know that but but there is a tra trans rights activist thing going on and i and, and i think that is i mean wherever that is coming from is it's different than saying that your opinion as a turf or a gender critical person is the same because trans people don't opt into being trans but you can very much opt into being anti-trans so yeah i like i like the way you summed it up because in in that recording you said a high tide raises all boats yeah i think that's that's kind of my takeaway line from it i think that was good yeah because i think like if 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 the reason I said that she was talking about healthcare and you know like in some literature to do with hospitals and doctors it'll say pregnant people yeah yeah but it's because it's because the only they can only afford to make one leaflet about one thing so there'll be a meeting where they'll say what's the best what's the most inclusive we can be term that covers everybody yeah and they'll they'll have text in Urdu in Chinese that's not to say that's not to say that you're taking away the word woman for when the individual no. wants to use that word. No, 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 no. So oh, you no. use for for someone who wants the word woman, you use woman. For someone who wants the word pregnant person, you use pregnant person. It's like you can use all it's allowing you to use all the terms and the appropriate term for the individual. That's what it's about. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't take away like if if I'm pretty sure if my mom went to the doctors, he wouldn't start calling her a person with a uterus <laughs> do you know what i mean it's not going to happen is it you made me think of my uterus song again now. <laughs> uh, yeah i don't <laughs> those tell me how people love yeah, uterus don't go there, don't go there. anyway anyway but anyway where we up right so so that was that and i'm glad i did it and i, yeah. I think I, I, I mean i was a bit disappointed at, uh, how she leaned into slagging off Eddie Izzard for no good reason, but that's that's uh, that's up to her, you know. It's not you know, she wants to it's do like that. So the the other thing that's obviously been in the news this week is the World Cup. We have mentioned this last week in our podcast. Oh yeah. Yeah. Have you been watching um, it? No, I've been boycotting it. But I'm watching <clears> Well I did I, I watched the England game and I watched um Yeah, but the first game was really good. It was well it started badly because the goalkeeper from the Iranian side got a bloody nose All right. and had to get sent off. But anyway, the the point, uh, the thing is that there was this controversy about the armband, you know, there the was one several things going on. I mean, like, it's called the one love armband. Why is it not called the pride armband? Because it, I don't think it's about pride specifically. I think it's about one love and inclusion, mm. not just for pride issues, but it, it's not really a pride flag. It's just a colorful flag. That's on the arm. Yeah. It's not. It's not a traditional pride like the flag behind me. It's not like that. Mm. It's just different colours, and it's got one love on it. So I'm not sure the background of it. I've not really mm. looked into it. But well, I it's been, des- been designed. Everybody's kind of decided it means LGBT, but it may be. It may mean more than that. 
But there's been there's been all kinds of stuff going on. We've had the FIFA president uh, Gianni, what's called Infantino, did a very strange speech. You know, he's accusing. Oh yeah, he when he's, I am not gay. I am not. What was it? He was going on about like trying to. I am gay. I am gay. I am a woman. All kinds of weird things, and you know. I think he was trying to make some weird point, but it came across fairly badly. And I think ended... what he was trying to do was make it demonstrate because because he, he said something about um, what was it? Um, you know, we are not the, the the Europeans have caused as much hate and like. Yeah, you he know, was saying that the Europeans need to apologize for the next three thousand years for the past three thousand years. That was it. Yeah, I mean, you probably know, true. You know, I mean, if you, you know, want to look at it that way, true. I mean, we're not. You know, Europeans are not perfect in any sense of the word, are they? I mean, yes, they've done a lot of atrocities over the years. That's true. But we're talking about the the point we're talking about is the World Cup today, and you know, and all that history that Europe did. You know, that doesn't justify what Qatar's doing today. You know, you, you can't too too. Two wrongs don't make a right. No, but no. it's interesting. But just how there's... All the press and everybody running this thing, and FIFA and Qatar, they're all saying, oh, just focus on the football, focus on the football. Mm. Because they don't want to talk about all these issues because it's embarrassing. And it's like, we're, you know, we're being accused of not being inclusive. Well, you're not being inclusive. We know this. You've banned the armband. You've, um, you know, you're, you're taking rainbow hats off Wales fans. You know, these are not inclusive things, are they? So... Yeah. Don't tell us to focus it, on the football when you you're just trying to basically you're trying to brush it under the carpet. Well what what's interesting is yeah, they've they've there's been a lot more talk in the press about this. Um, you know, inclusion, wearing the armbands. And I think that's been a positive outcome of it because you know, there are organizations like We Are for Cop who are always going in for, you know, they hate anything to do with pride and pride flags and it's like the the fact that football fans and 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 i've seen interviews with the football fans at the stadiums and there was a there was, there was one interview with a woman and she was told to take off a hat because it had a rainbow motif on yeah, it and she, she stood was, aground she was the ex wales women's captain or something i think yeah and it's like good yeah. i mean it's good i mean i mean like four years ago when the world cup was in russia oops I mean, we know Russia have got the just as bad a record on LGBT plus rights, but nobody was talking about this. You know what I mean? So is it because it's in Qatar? Well, I think it's and because it's, you know, I think Qatar has some laws around, you know, if you're doing, um, you know, holding hands or kissing in public yeah. or someone... A, a male who's also a Qatari, I think. I think the, the, it can be as serious as a death death penalty for doing right. that. So it's it's yes. a very serious crime in that country, right? But you, you know, all, all the. I mean, but, but you see the the attitude of people like, you know, of Gary Neville, Gareth Southgate, or you know the the high profile football kind of glitterati. I think they're doing I think they're doing a good thing. And I I don't find it I find it hard to criticize it when they say look cuz I know they did shy away from wearing the bands 
because they were told that there was going to be a yellow card or something. And I thought, well, that was their opportunity, really, to to make a stand. But would you know? I I don't know. I don't. I, you see, there's a lot of politics in football, isn't there? That I don't understand. That's why I always and, keep my cards handy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I think I think what I mean for me, um, you know, the FA should maybe have said, "Look, we're not going to attend this World Cup because." But of it's all, it, it's really interesting. It's really interesting. Is something like football, like for sport in general, has such a major impact on the culture because we talk a lot about you know trans women in sport and things like that. But sport is not just about being the best, being the strongest, being the, it's about some kind of other cathartic thing like that's what i've always said about this idea of trans women people love people that you know when 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 people like a sports person because we all like winners and we all like that but it's there's something else going on in the culture like yeah it's like there's something there's something really visceral about it something really emotional about sport and i think yeah but i think i think i'm finding it a bit uh, hypocritical of the fa to even be there based on the fact that you know all these Mm. qatari laws against lgbt it's like i know i know people that why would you even go to that country if if, you know they're so bad Mm. and just boycott it it's just one world cup you miss so what you know I think there are people I've spoke to who said, oh, I hate football, blah, blah. But it's not football they hate. What it is, it's because in this country, it's a very, it's been associated with a very sort of misogynistic culture. Yeah, well, yeah. And, mean, and it, if, you, if, you, if you're somebody from a certain background, like you see you grow up in the North and you, you know what it's like to be on a bus or on a train when a bunch of football lads get on it. Yeah, it's very bad. But that's not what the sport is. No. And um and, and and it's like yeah it's just a game at the end of it it's about kicking a ball around it's fucking That's daft the highly masculine you know masculine testosterone driven culture around yeah it. yeah that's what it's about yeah but I see when I was at school I, I you know I I I I did play football a bit and then I was I was sort of bullied out of it because I wasn't in that sort of laddish kind of yeah, me too. person you know. But that didn't make me resentful of football. It just made no, me. I mean, understand. I quite, I quite, I quite enjoy watching World Cup games. But it was really good, actually, that that this year because you know the lionesses. Yeah, because they won. Yeah, yeah. and that was brilliant, you know, because it shows think, that. And then we saw, you know, we saw BBC presenter Alex Scott wearing the armband when she was doing an interview. Oh yeah, that was great. That was good. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, that was so. That was so absolutely brave. Yeah. I mean, we say brave. I mean, I mean shouldn't she's doing be that. Not- consequences are going to be i mean probably nothing hopefully well but she's she's a representative of the B, was it bbc bbc sport yeah so you know at least she did something i wonder if there was a meeting like where she said Can, i'm gonna wear this give me the armband i'm gonna wear it yeah i wonder if i'm, I'm, I'm i would like to know really what because 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 well, did, did, like... did all the other people in the studio wear it no i didn't see fucking um Lineker doing it no. <laughs> You know, so yeah, good. You know, she's she's. I mean, she's super brave for doing that. Alex Scott, well done. She's great. Yeah. Anyway, um, enough talk. Then there was about... thing. About... I didn't think we'd be talking so... about football so much well, on our agenda. Joe, Joe Lysett, what about the Joe Lysett thing? Right. Oh, I love this. This is a yeah. good story. Uh, this was. This is. Well, I'm, you'll have to give me the floor it. here a little bit. I know I've been waffling on, and I do tend to like talk over you a little bit. I'll have a little drink. <laughs> <one time. laughs> but I've got to. 
Like, so when I saw this, I was thinking he's not going to do that. You know what I mean? He's going to, David Beckham's going to turn up. It's all set up already. So what, we know- David Beckham was getting 150 million for doing what he was doing, which is being the face of the World Cup. Which is oh ridiculous. yeah, it's amazing money. And 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 I thought I thought what was going to happen was David Beckham because he because Joe Lysett set this vid like sort of set up didn't he with his stretcher and all that well, he did he did three videos so the first and one I, was him I... talking about what he's going to do yeah go on carry on so so I thought what was going to happen I thought he'd have already spoken to David Beckham because this is like a sort of PR thing now I don't I I don't know. Um, Joe Lysett's kind of act that well. I didn't really know too much about him. I know he's funny. He did that thing on Channel 4, didn't he? Um, uh, Pride Party. Because really, Jen Ives was on that, and I love Jen Ives. And um, so so when I saw him with the money, and I thought, yeah, he's going to shred the money. But I was really... Dis- right. I know this sounds weird, but I was really disappointed he didn't shred it. Well, he did. No, when nobody, But he didn't. He, he, <laughs> he, he said he was going to... Yeah, because what I what what I would have liked, could... he, he, he had the shredder there, and he threw there was a video of him throwing the money in the shredder, and there was yeah. But I'll tell you all, why. There was another. It was a third video where he said it was all fake. You know, it was fake um, video editing. Well, he didn't, he didn't do the. He didn't shred the money. He'd already given the money away to LGBT. Well, don't you think um, it would have been more? In, I mean, this is me with my art head on, right? I've got my art. I'm putting on, on. my contemporary art hat now as a as a an art historian and yeah would have been better if he'd shredded the money then turned that shredded money into a brick and auctioned that brick off oh yeah he could have done something like that made it into a because because that play because because this you know if you you've heard of bill drummond yeah the artist and raconteur that famously burnt a million pound mm. But it's a crime it, to burn money, isn't it? Isn't well, it, crime to it is. Money? But the, the thing, right? Uh, this is a bit of a tangent. But when you, the only people that withdraw a million pound from banks are terrorists, right? So when Bill Drummond did that, when he had to do it incrementally, and the bank cancelled all that money. So as soon as that money left the bank, it became worthless. Okay, I didn't know that. Right. So because that kind of money, it's just paper when it becomes cash. So so the bank still had the insurance for that money. Do you understand what I'm do you understand? So yeah. so when they burnt it, they didn't take any value away from it. They added value to it because it became a cultural artifact. And right. the KLF turned that brick uh, turned that money into a brick of ash. Right. And the brick of ash is now worth more than the million pound right so that so that's that's that so that's the story yeah, of that something like that i guess well that's that's where i was going with the joe lysit thing but the thing is like I, I i mean it was really interesting watching people pretend to be outraged about it kind of giving it to charity well, i think everybody this... was slightly outraged until they realized that it was all no fake. no no, no. The third video I, came out i mean i'm when people say, when people no, then say, he oh, said, we... then he said, look, it was just, it was just fake, a bit like, you know, Beckham's 150 million deal. Mm. That's, it's as fake as that, you know. Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, the value of money, and it, it, oh, it's like, 
it's not it's not money that's valuable it's resources yeah and and obviously you can buy you could say oh we could have give that money to charity and blah 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 but the thing is the 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 resources that a charity would have used with that money still would have existed it's just it, it's to do with this like when people criticize that what they're actually saying is i wish you'd give that money to me <laughs> that's all they're saying really yeah, I mean, had he really destroyed ten grand, that would have been ten grand is a lot of money. That would have I mean, been a, that, a terrible thing to I'm, do, considering the state a, of the economy at the moment, etc. That's a boob job, facelift, everything. Oh, could have got, got myself finished off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I no, got myself didn't. a nice, didn't a do ni- it. a nice brand new vagina with that money. You <laughs> need a bit more than that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah so, so I, I just the the i had it written down here the the name of the lady who had the hat you know the the rainbow hat the welsh footballer it's laura McAllister. she's an ex-wales footballer i think she was the captain right that's who it was brilliant well well good to her good for her for yeah you know i mean I, I don't know <clears throat> but I think uh, if if the if the England team keep doing well and they get further and further in this tournament, I would like to see them. This is this is my hope. Like if they get to the final or the semi final, I want them to make some kind of statement at the end. Yeah, they should do, what, they? do you know because they've got yeah. nothing to lose, have they? If they're in the final game. Well, they could, they could always turn around and say, "Right, we're going to take it off you now," because you've said that. Well, well, you know. Well, I don't care because I'm not watching it. I'm boycotting it myself. But uh, let me know if they win. Well, I listen to it on the radio. So, the, 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 well, I mean, well, Vicky, is... you know, it's oh. like there's a, there are a lot of things that are unethical. And, there are. and if you if you started to boycott everything, it's like there are a lot of companies, a lot of big oh, banks, yeah, I know. and, it, and it's I like... know. And the you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a total hypocrite because the Qataris invested heavily in Harrods. I think they own it. And I was in there unless this week shopping. So you Did know, you a, buy a I'm yogurt a from with Qatari Qatari yogurts? I had a really nice coffee. <laughs> right, I'm not talking to you anymore. <laughs> I had a really nice coffee and a and a and a, a croissant <laughs> in the in the amazing food hall. You're yeah. eating Nazi croissants. <laughs> tell you what there's some super expensive stuff in that shop it's absolutely ridiculous i went in there once right because i was in london and i thought i better get something for my mum you know just a little thing so she can have (laughs) and i bought a a jar of jam jar of jam eight pound fifty i got some jam four pound fifty it's onion onion marmalade it's called (laughs) absolutely amazing well i I got i made sure i got a bag that said errands on it (laughs) And my mum still has it. And sometimes when she's going to bingo, she puts the stuff in her Arids bag. I was like, Mom, you're not kidding anyone. <laughs> yeah, so I got some I got some onion onion marmalade. I got some weird chutney flavoured something or other. It was really it's really quite tasty. And I got a little thing of coffee. Because when you're in the food. Uh, where's mine? <laughs> Gonna bring it to you. <laughs> they had the coffee roasting machine going, they were emptying all the roasted coffee out and it was smelt amazing it was absolutely mm. incredible that shop 
So I went down. I went, this, is on, this is on the ground floor where the cheap stuff is. So I went into the booze hall where they have all the booze. And there was a yeah. bottle of Louis the Thirteenth um, brandy. I thought you were going to say Louis Theroux then. Louis Theroux. <laughs> no, Louis the Thirteenth. A 13th. bottle of Louis Theroux. <laughs> Louis Thirteenth brandy. It was a six-liter bottle on a special stand in this like high-security room. Don't know why. Go on, tell me how much it was. Go on, have a guess. Six hundred and fifty-six pounds fifty-six pence. Not even <laughs> close. Not even close. <laughs> You wouldn't have any change out of eighty thousand pounds. <laughs> I thought I was being a bottle of brandy. Oh my! That was. I thought I was being extravagant. Buy that stuff. It's ridiculous. The most I've ever spent on booze was hundred pound on a bottle of absinthe. You wouldn't even get a sniff for hundred pounds. Because I'm decadent. It's like you know. I was thinking like six liters. So like each kind of shot. If, I don't know if you drink brandy in shots. You have it in a, I don't drink brandy. brandy. I, t- I, well, I, I tell you what I drink, just so you know, is <laughs> I like bourbon. I like... Uh, you had some very expensive whiskey in there as well. Mm, I like scotch whiskies. I like Jura. Yeah, I like a Jura. And, uh, and um, yeah, that's that's kind of what I've just had in this Coke. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you didn't spend 80 grand on it. No, it was fifteen pound fifty from from office. Yeah, so but, you know, if you if you got, if you have any property that you own in Scotland, you could potentially sell it and, and buy yourself a bottle of Louis the Thirteenth yeah. brandy for eighty grand. But do they sell custard tarts? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they do because there are some amazing. If you go to the the cake. The cake area on the food court. Like, oh my god, you should see some of the stuff they have there. Absolutely. Well, amazing. you know, did you did you have a sit down meal? Like I did a... not in there. No, I just had a coffee and a croissant, right. and I bought a few bits, and then I I left Harrods because I decided mm. I shouldn't be in there because I can't afford anything. Sounds and nice. I went to I went to went and had a look in the V&A museum, and I had a look in the Natural History Museum, and had had a wander around. It was very nice, and then I came back. Back to sunny Manchester. Mm-hmm. It was really Last nice. Time. All the trains were ran on time. Everything. Oh, was... you're. Yeah, I was going to ask you if the trains were all right. Yeah, it was good. So that's me for another year. Yeah. So, are, are, are we? Can we talk about the Women's Hour hmm. thing? Because Women's Hour, BBC. This was annoying me because I listen to Women's Hour. I, I do actually like listening to the stories and the news they have on there. I think it's really interesting to hear it from a, a, the news and everything from, you know, when you, the thing is like people might say, well, why are you listening to woman's hour as a trans woman? You're not, you know, it's like, but it's not about gynecological stuff. You know? <laughs> so it might be sometimes, but what it's about, it's about politics from a female point of view. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it shows you discrimination so I'm sure lots of men listen to Women's Hour and and get something out of it. But I, I had this argument with somebody because I was posting about Women's Hour and they said, why are you listening to Women's Hour? I was like, what? I didn't realize it was <laughs> it's, uh, it's not It's not Vagina Hour. <laughs> it's not X-Chromosome X Hour. Well, yeah, but I've always listened to it because I... I'm interested in feminism. and But the problem I've got with Woman's Hour now is Emma Barnett 
is was this was this her show then that this happened I, the brain of britain thing that we're about to talk yeah about. yeah yeah because she's talking about brain of britain and they had a they listed the contestants on the shortlist or whatever and one of the contestants happened to be a trans woman but, but they well, were trying to celebrate the fact that it was an all woman final mm. list list of final yeah i suppose yeah so so, yeah. so it was an all woman final but one of the women was trans yeah, and that's fine, you know. But they post, and there was a lot. There was a bit of a ding dong on the Twitter where people were saying she's not a woman, <laughs> she's trans, you know, and all this. And and what they should have done is just ignored it. Yes, and they should have just gone on with it, yeah. the story. Yeah, but what, what they decided to do is apologize. Yeah, I'm to gonna read it pe- out. I've got it on my screen here. I'm gonna read. Do you want me to read it out? Yeah, go on then. Okay. So the the response, the the first tweet they 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 put out on the Twitter was, for the first time in its fifty five year history, BBC Radio Four is, um, Radio Four's Brain of Britain had its first mm-hmm. ever all woman final, and then it goes on to say Emma Barner is joined by the twenty twenty two champion Sarah Traverson, I think it was, and co founder of Feminist Quiz, blah blah blah. And then they posted something else later saying the BBC mm-hmm. has confirmed the following. We can clarify that Brain of Britain's list of women finalists included a trans woman, a detail which was not made available to the Women's Hour team when they covered the story. And I'm thinking, OK, so what's the point of the second tweet? Why are you yeah. putting out, you know, something that was nope. just- He's clarifying that the one of the people was a trans woman. So what does that change the list? Mm. Now, at first, I thought this was what I, I'm. I was. I might be a bit naive, but at first, I thought, oh, might they might be wanting to include the fact that she's trans because that's include. You know, it's like no, they weren't. It's nice. It, it's nice to know that somebody who's trans has done something good and interesting, but they didn't celebrate the person. They didn't talk about the person as an individual. The way it was framed was, oh, we're really sorry we didn't tell you. Yeah, you know. it's not what they were trying to say. It's not really, a, a, you know, an all-women's <laughs> list. There's a trans woman in there, so that makes but, but, it not an all-women's list. That's what they're trying to say. Right. But 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 it's not chromosome of Britain. It's brain of Britain. <laughs> and I, I don't understand what... Do women think... Do some women think that men are more intelligent than women to the point where it, they have to point out when a trans woman wins a competition that is cerebral, like they have, they've they got an advantage or there's something wrong with that. Yeah, there was absolutely no reason for them to put out that second tweet. There was, you don't need to clarify anything. You don't need to. Like when you see, so when, what? When, you know, when you what, see tra- a trans woman in the list and what, why does that matter? What's the point? There's, Exactly. It's like if, if imagine there was um, an episode of Mastermind. It's like, it's like saying sorry about the list. There was there was a bird flying by at the time, so the list is invalid now. <laughs> you know, well, imagine like... if if you had an episode of Mastermind where one of the contestants was trans, right? Until that contestant tells you or wants to talk about being trans, it's irrelevant. Yeah, exactly. Now, if they happen to win it. And they they happen to be better than or you know be more inter- 
It's got nothing to do with the fact that they're trans. It's just, it's just, it's just the BBC now, just tripping over their own transphobia. They just don't know what they're doing half the time. On the other hand, you know, if you had a competition where it was to do with something biological that makes you better because you're trans, maybe. I don't know what that competition would be. There might be, you know, I don't know, weightlifting. <laughs> but that brings us back into that sports debate. But I don't, I don't really want to go there. So you're going to try. You had a really nice conversation with Paul. I would say, if anybody wants to have, if ever, anybody wants to have a, an insight into the trans sports thing, listen to Paul. Oh yeah, I did a podcast with Paul. Um, Paul Simon. Um, on on this, uh, on what what's the podcast? Is the it podcast it's not gender? It's the Intersection podcast. Intersection, yeah, yeah, that was really good. I, I really like with Paul Simon on sports and transgender inclusion. Yeah. And Paul works with um, Steph's Place, which has now been renamed to uh, Translucent. So, the po- yeah, we did a podcast on that. It was quite, it was a follow on podcast from one we'd done mm. about a year ago. So, yeah, it was just like catching up with all the all the news in the sports, you know, all the, how mm. all the sports have been excluding trans women for basically no reason mm. other than to be exclusionary. Um, and we also talked about getting uh, Kirsty Miller on the podcast. Oh wow, yeah, that'd yeah, be great. Talk about like the the technicalities behind some of the studies that she she's really clued clued up on that stuff. So Paul's making arrangements to do that. Um, looking forward to doing that one. Well, yeah, I was I was sort of joking there when I said about you know like kind of what sports might make a difference, but it's like there's so few trans women in those kind of professional sports anyway yeah, the numbers we have we don't have the numbers to, to cause a problem in the first place you know, it's i like... mean if you, if, if you see i did have some sympathies with the argument because like say like i mean i don't know any any specific cases but i mean if if i had trained since being 14 15 years old as a boy i might have certain advantages but as soon as i would have transitioned or started hormone treatment or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, once you've started on your hormones and the hormones are taking effect, well, that's when... But it's counterproductive, isn't it? Because this the is the thing with sport. It's like, it's about being the best and it's about winning. So they'll... I mean, when you look at sports science and the kind of things that they do to bodies to make give them that one second advantage or the, the yeah. half a second advantage, it's like... Well, during the podcast, I was talking with Paul. He was talking about the cycling, and they they were considering changing the shape of someone's collarbones because it gave yeah. them an advantage aerodynamically. I mean, can you imagine the lengths they would go to? It's almost unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I don't want to get on too much of a tangent about sport, no, well, but but I, I, then, so. it did interest me because I was looking at swimming, and it's really yeah. funny. It's really interesting that the tall people tend to be better at swimming. <laughs> Is that because they're more dolphin shaped? <laughs> well, it's because they get to the other end quicker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're nearly seven foot tall yeah, with hands like you're like twenty feet tall, you wouldn't have to swim as far, would you? That's true. Exactly. <laughs> you just stay still. <laughs> I mean, sports a fucking weird thing, isn't it? You know, like talking about football. I, I mean, I, I I heard people say about the women's team. You know, the the England women's team. They were to play like a. Uh, a minor male team they would lose i'm mean, like yeah so what you know it's because they don't have, and the point is not, uh, you know yeah like when i was at school 
you were kind of forced to play football as a boy. So, yeah. so if you were going to be good, you would have been found to be good from age five or six. I don't think anybody was excused from playing either. You, you had to play. Yeah, whereas girls, they had to more or less kind They're of playing netball. Yeah, they had to cut their kind of teeth in other sports. And yeah, isn't if that were... strange? Now you look back. You know, when I was in school, it was seventies. You know, everybody was channeled into sports based on their sex mm. you, you know try, imagine doing that today it's like you're a girl you can't play football well, it's ridiculous mm. well you see i wasn't really sporty it's good i mean i well, I, 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 I did enjoy sport but I, but because of the culture around boys and i don't know i just i felt bullied out of it because I wasn't yeah. strong and I wasn't like laddish and You're I wasn't, I, I didn't like that kind of rough and tumble kind of thing that, you know, what you need to have to be into Were rugby. To or... running? Oh yeah. I used to do that. Yeah. I used to run away from people very fast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did cross country running. I was made to do football, which I hated doing. And I was, and I did basketball. Yeah. That's, that's what I did. Hated well, it. One, one of the sports I like, it wasn't really an official kind of sport, but I like playing conkers. So, if that had been an Olymp Olympic, Olympic sport, conkers, yeah. Did yeah, you have any secrets me... to make you conquer the hardest conquer? Just go to the right forest. I'm well, going to have my custard tart now. Well, you go ahead. <laughs> you supposed to? Aren't you supposed to soak, we... soak them in vinegar and then bake them in the oven for? A... Have we got any other Come topic? On. Well, we could talk about your custard tart or conkers if you want. I don't know. <laughs> I've got, I've got, I do actually have four of those in my fridge. Mm. Well, this is my tea. <laughs> <laughs> actually, we've we've been we've been gassing away here for an hour now, Frida. So, um, we don't have any more to... topics now. We've run out of topics. Did we have any more topics now? No. Um, I will edit. Do you want me to do something with that? Yeah, the video I did with um, yeah. Well, what we'll Miss do. Oh, what I wanted to do with this podcast today was the um, you had a there was a track you did a poem. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Get your mouth full of custard tart. You tart. <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to add that onto the end of the podcast. Obviously, or not onto the YouTube because we're doing a live YouTube. So yeah. You need to send that to me, and I'll add it to the end of the podcast because it was it was really good. Well, and then for, the, for the video you've done with the uh, lady from Ireland, whose name is escaping me at this minute, Miss, Mrs. White. I saw White. I saw White. Um, we'll we'll make that into a Esalt. Sorry, Esalt White. A, a podcast and a YouTube video, not a live, obviously. Mm. And we'll put those out. I'll I'll try and get that done. Over the next day or two, I can't stop eating this now. I'm going to grab one of mine now. You've got me. You've got me thinking. Right. right. Um, I think we've. I think we've then our listeners. I think we've talked enough shite for one day, haven't we? Yeah. They'll be. They'll be asleep. They've been over watching now. They'll all turned off. They'll all be watching the football anyway. So you know. Oh, is the football on now? I don't know. It's probably on. It's the World Cup. It's on every minute of every day, isn't it? <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. So well, let's let's say bye bye to YouTube. 
Bye. Don't forget to subscribe. Bye, Mike, and please come back. <laughs> okay, how do I stop it? <laughs> End broadcast. Let's see what happens. Sorry. What's hungry? <laughs> stop it's been on my team. Okay, it's finished. It's stopped. It was on my table looking at me. <laughs> I'm gonna have one now. <laughs> so we're still on the podcast. Yeah. So yeah, um please like and subscribe to the podcast too. I know most people probably watch the video because you can see us rather than listening to the podcast, but the podcast is out there too. Thanks for, for listening. Are, it's really it's really I mean with podcasts you can listen to it when you drive. Which is good, which is why I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got it working on my Amazon um, Alexa. Oh, working now. I'm yeah. Just... Yeah. My mum, I got my mum to say gender nebulous and she listened and she said, Oh, I wish you wouldn't swear so much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't swear much, do I? No. I do say. No, you don't. It's, it's expected anyway. We've got all the 18 plus settings set. I think that was good. We covered quite a lot of stuff there, didn't we? We did. We did. <laughs> but thank you for listening, podcasters. Please tune in same time next week for the same shit, Joe. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> See you next week. Bye for now. A reading from Art at the End of History. Sweet and tender machines. The sewing machine is a living thing with memories, tender and brutal, delicate and visceral. The stitching of flesh made mechanical. I feel its rhythm like steel rails through a mountain tunnel. The physical shaking, the sonic judder, capable of beauty in the hands of my mother. A miniature industrial revolution in our busy kitchen. The fixing, the mending, the caring, the tending. In and out goes the violent needle. Up and down, piercing the fabric of time. The rhythm of my sexual awakening. The sound echoing through my adolescence as my identity forms. If only I could be at once both relentless and precise in pursuit of divinity as this sweet woman with this tender machine all music is made with machines all music is made with machines